So today, thank you for coming back. Let's, let's pray over this message today. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the word. Thank you for Jesus, the seed that has met every need of mankind, past, present, and future. And Father, as we dig into this word today, we thank you, Lord, that you're going to open up our hearts for revelation. You're going you're to release revelation. We're going to know something by the Spirit, by the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, thank you for taking the Word of God and bringing it to our spirit, man, and giving us revelation and understanding so we can leave this place and know what to do. We're not going to be those that don't know what we're doing. We're going to be those that's going to be helping others get to where they're going to know something. And we thank you for that, Father, because you have not left us here alone. But you said you are here with us everywhere that we go. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? And I want you to be thinking of the theme for 2023. Don't, don't give up on your double for your trouble. That's Job 42.10. That means you've got to keep praying for your friends that don't, sometimes ain't too friendly to you. Because those friends that came to Job, they were blaming Job for everything. Job, it's your fault. Job, you, did, you didn't do this. You did this wrong. And they were telling him, they were giving their opinions of what they thought God. And God showed up in the end of the book of Job. Keep reading. God showed up and said, uh, what they've been saying, they ain't right. <laughs> and, uh, but God didn't give up on them. He said, now pray for them. And in the praying for the friends that were speaking evil of God, God blessed Job doubly. He even blessed his friends. Amen? God's out to bless people. He's not out cursing people, destroying people. He's not bringing sickness, not, not bringing disease. He's not bringing earthquakes. But, but Jesus said there'll be earthquakes. Yeah, but they're not coming from God. They're coming from the curse that's in this earth. It originated with sin, with Lucifer, who became sin. Pride was found in him, and he, he got Adam to believe a lie, Adam and Eve to believe the lie, and it brought destruction into this earth. And, you know, you heard about I ain't been to Hawaii. I'm, I'm really thinking about whether I want to go or not because they got, what, one or two uh, volcanoes erupting over there. Jesus said these things are going to happen. What do we do? We just kind of build cities around them. <laughs> Come on. Pretty soon. Knowing they're going to erupt. We know the word. They're going to blow up one day, ain't they, Tammy? So, I mean, but if God leads you there, you'll be protected there. But God, make sure God is leading you there. And if he leads you there and in destruction, sometimes he'll lead you out of there. So if he leads you to Hawaii for 10 or 15 years and then it starts blowing up and he says, get out, get out. Get on a boat. Get on a plane. You've, in other words, your mission, your journey is finished there in that place. Because God is out to save men's lives, not destroy them. Amen. And this earth is, one day it's going it's to, God's got to make it new. He's got to destroy it with fire. And he's going to take care of that. But he's not going to, he wants us to be saved. We don't have to go through that fire. Come on. There's some that will go through, but not his people, not his bride, not his church. Because what? We the seed. We God's seed. We family. Say family. Christmas time, we, we bless family, right? We, we, we cook, we get to gather together, and we, we, we family. We put down our differences, right? One, at least one time a year we need to do that. And invite the ones that never come around, be inviting them, praying for them, amen? Because they need to come around, amen? They need to come around to family, but they need to come around to the truth, to Jesus. Because, see, don't expect sinners to want to come to church, to revival, to give tithes. We all were sinners at one time. We didn't want to do those things. But see, our seed, our spirit got changed. 
the seed of God came in. And, and now, if you get born again, that's how I know. That's how we know each other, by our love for one another. We love to give. We love to serve. We love to be around people. We love to go out there and be around people that are in dark places and, and bring the light to them. Uh, I meant to mention this. Maybe Sherry can share her one of her testimonies or if Cindy or somebody. Every year we take $1,000. We've been doing this since I've been here. I don't know. I know we started it, and we've been continuing to do it, and it might go up. That money might go up. But every year uh, the board, it, we at least try to do it. Sometimes we give to different people, but the board members get two $100 gift cards, and then we give two to our children's ministry, Lisa, $100 gift cards from Walmart. And we just go, now, if they need it, fine. If they need to use the money, but a lot of times we take it and we find somebody that needs something, and we bless them. That's a mission. It's a Christmas mission. We started that, and Sherry says she's got, she wants to share one of her testimonies. I didn't know Cindy says, if anybody, if you want to share something, somebody you've blessed and what it's did for them, if you want to think about it, you ain't got to do it. You let me know. Put your hand up. Yeah, Pastor, I won't. I'll, I'll just go right in there. But Sherry wants to share something, one of those testimonies that she had that that $100 made a difference. And I, she asked me. I gave her one. I gave, I gave mine to Kelsey. And, uh, but she, <laughs> but I, gave, I gave that to my wife, and then she said, well, do you know anybody? I'm like, well, give me my card back. You, you know, I'm giving to you, so you, the Lord will bless you. Know, well, do you know anybody? I said, yeah, I know lots of bodies that can use that $100. I said, but then I told her one is a friend of my oldest son. Don't need to tell names, but he's, he's homeless right now. He's living in his car. And then I heard the alternator in the car broke down. So he's in a rough place. I said, I know one person right now that could definitely use a $100 Walmart. So we're probably going to track him down. Amen, and that's probably that one that we'll bless. Uh, there's a lot out there, but the main thing is we want, we're going to leave more than just that $100. We're going to leave some hope. We're going to leave some encouragement, word. Now, he's a Christian. He's just not seeing a lot of Christian activity in his life. He's, not, he's, he's just seeing a lot of uh, the devil stealing and killing and destroying his life and being in his family. But, you know, all, all it takes is faith in that seed. And you don't have to wait 100 years to get a miracle. <laughs> I, I was praying about this this morning and, and trying to get some understanding, and I got a little bit, but I'm, I'm still seeking for more, Randy. Uh, but we, we're going, we might finish up on the seed, but I know Pastor Reed's going to bring the message next Sunday, and then we're going to have our Christmas Day uh, sermon. And not going to be long, but it'll be a blessing to you. But this started in John, the seed, this teaching came from, I'm going to read it to you out of my version, uh, Deanna. Andre, you don't have to put this on the screen. John 1, 1, talking about the seed. And this is in the God's Word translation. Last week I brought in the Amplified. I just want to give you some different takes on it. The God's Word translation says, In the beginning, the Word already existed, Jesus. The Word, Jesus, was with God, the Father. The Word was with God, and Jesus was God. He was already with the Father. I'm going to put the Father God in the beginning. Everything came into existence through the Word. Not one thing that exists was made without the Word. The Word is the source of life, and that life is the light for humanity. That's the light for humanity. And I love what Jim brought out Wednesday. And, you know, the, um, 
the light need to go on here, John 5. The light shines in the dark, and the dark has never extinguished it. Come on. Can't no darkness put out the light. See, when, if, if it was complete darkness in here, and it's kind of hard because it had to really be tight in here, wouldn't it, Leo? It had to be some seals on these doors and all these. Because we can turn these lights off, but there's going to be some glimmer of light through a crack. Come on. If God can get a crack, he can get in there and he can change somebody's life. If he can just get an opportunity, if somebody would just let him, if that heart would just open up, God can get his word in there. i tell you what. Grass grows where I never wanted to grow. Birds help it. Wind, the wind help it. I, I, see, I see grass growing in gutters. Sometimes I see it growing out of our gutters on the church. My God, how did that get up there? A little bit of dirt and one seed. If God can get one of his promises in a man's heart, and if it can grow, it'll change his life. Amen. One promise from God, one drop of the blood of Jesus, faith in it, get you born again. <laughs> get you born again. Because the darkness can't overcome the light. <laughs> I don't care. If you take a seed, if you've had a, a just think about a house, foundation, you know, you build a foundation, there's seed, but then you should start covering everything up. There's, there's no light. The seed's got to have light to grow. The light doesn't have to have light to grow. The light is the light. It produces after its kind. I don't care how dark things get. Jesus is the light. If you get the seed of light in your life, you will start becoming light. You are the light. You are part of that light. So no matter how dark things get around you, you are light. And the light can't overtake you unless you give it place. See, devil, Jesus said, the devil has no place in me. Why? He didn't give him place. Adam and Eve gave him place. He... The devil's not the light. <laughs> He's deception. He's darkness saying I'm light. Come on. That's, that's the day and age of we're living in. I'm, I'm male, but I'm saying I'm female. That's darkness. If you're born male, that's what you are. Chromosomes, deter chromosomes you, can't, you can't hide it. You can't change it. You might try to hide it, but you can't change it because right. the light exposes it. Right. Truth exposes the lie. That's why people don't want to hear the truth right. if they're in darkness. They really want it, but they're deceived, Wayne. That's why we, we keep loving them. But loving them does not mean we cover what they're doing. Amen. It means the light, what? It reveals what's going on. Amen. And if they'll receive it, they can come out of that darkness. Come on. See, that's a choice God gives mankind. Choose life, choose death. That's the choice that we have. That's, but God's seed is, is all light. There's no darkness in His seed. There's no darkness in Jesus. He's the Word. And He showed us, even though He had a flesh body, you can overcome it. You can overcome the curse through Christ. That works out. You can overcome the curse of this, the curses in this earth through Christ. That's the only way. He's the only way through that curse. But sometimes it don't feel like it. Don't go by your feelings. You walk by faith. We walk by faith. Those that are in Christ, we walk by faith. The seed produces after its kind. 
Now, this is what the Lord was kind of, this is supernatural. <laughs> that kind of brings me to Sid Roth. Anybody watch Sid Roth out of Charlotte? This is supernatural. Jesus is supernatural. He's not just a, he, he was, he took on a natural body, but he was not natural. He was God. He is God. That's supernatural. That's spirit form. Spirit was conceived in Mary's womb. That was a natural body, but a spiritual a rebirth took place. A birth took place right there. Conception took place. Light got into darkness. And what has to happen? Darkness has got to flee. <laughs> now, that doesn't mean Mary was saved just because the light came in. She had to, what? She had to receive Jesus as her Lord. He was born as Lord of this earth. Amen. He grew in the grace and knowledge of truth. He grew into that knowledge, but he was Lord at his birth. But he took on sinful flesh and became a man. What did he do? He laid aside the deity. He laid aside. Come on, can y'all? This is, this is impossible. God laid aside God. He laid aside his deity and took on our nature, our nature, and says, I can do it as a man anointed. Now, he got the anointing. But you got to understand, Jesus did not sin up until he was baptized. He was anointed by God. That was when he was 30 years old. He still lived above that curse. He was tempted and always like, but he never sinned. He lived above it. That's God saying, we can do it. It is possible. Amen. Gosh, there's just so many. Help pray for me, Pastor. There's so many ways I just want to go today. Just want there's just so many ways that you can preach this gospel. But I want, to do, I want to say what he needs to say today. So we talked about the word, the logos, the written word. And see, remember in the Old Testament, God gave him a promise. The goal was to get to the promised land. From Pharaoh, that's, that represents the world, from the curse to the, to the blessing. That's, that's God's goal. It never changed. But the Bible says... They couldn't enter in because of unbelief. Unbelief. God showed them signs and wonders. Come on, God. Right before their eyes, they saw miracles. They saw seas turn to blood. All these plagues that came was God's word, God against the gods of Egypt. And they saw all the miracles by the hand of Moses. Who is the pastor? He represented the pastor when he came out. That's the, that's the shepherd. He was going to lead them beside still waters. But they, they couldn't get rid of the mentality of unbelief. It was so in them because they had gave up. Come on, they had gave up on God. They were enslaved for over 400, 430 years in bondage. We, we've only, we only get to live about 100, 120. Think about all the bondage and things that get on us. They were there. Different generations now, you understand. But 430 years, baby was born, born into bondage. That baby was in bondage. That baby was in bondage. But there was a deliverer on the way. God's man was on the way. Moses. The devil tried to take him out. Tried to have him drowned. But God. God will, God will take the foolishness of this world and confound the wise. He took the very... Baby, they were trying to destroy it and planted him in Pharaoh's house. <laughs> in Pharaoh's house. He grew in Pharaoh's house. Read Moses. God put him undercover. 
and knew one day he was going to be the deliverer. Amen? See, Pharaoh, the world tried to conform Moses to who he was. But the word of God, the promises, the prayers, he was transformed. He knew there was a light inside him. He was a deliverer. And even though he was surrounded by darkness, all the, the things of Pharaoh's, he grew up in that house. But the house didn't grow up in him, Judy. Light, the darkness couldn't come overcome that light, that delivering purpose that was on Moses. It said Moses came to himself. Amen. The anointing hit him. And he saw, he knew who he was. He didn't know it all. Come on, he didn't know everything. But he knew who he was. And this wasn't it. And, and he got out of there. Amen. And, and then God took him and trained him in the wilderness. Trained him who he was. And sent him back. See, God is training us. This is a training center. Word of Faith Worship Center, we are a training center. I just can't get off of that. I think it's the third time I've said it. We're a training center. Amen. Young and old. And we're going to get into it, hopefully today. <laughs> Amen. Uh, but this is good. I'm, I'm just going to follow the Lord. Hallelujah. Because what he, I tell you, what I've got is okay, but what he got is good. <laughs> what he's got in store for us is good because he takes what I know. And that's what I was talking about. You know, the seed in itself, bring God, he brings after his kind. You know, we talked about the seed. There's germination period. Seed, time, and harvest. You know, we just can't go plant corn today in the corn planting season and go out the next day and get a, get a ear of corn. But you can believe on Jesus today and get saved today. You don't have to wait to get saved. See, that's the difference in the seed. And God's seed is supernatural. Why, why don't I have to wait once I believe in the seed to get born again? Because Jesus has been raised from the dead. Amen. His seed is life, and that is the light of men. So once you hear the gospel, but see, there's, there, 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 there's the key. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the spoken word of God. Faith, they couldn't in the wilderness, they could not enter in because of unbelief because they did not take the word of God and mix it with faith. They had the word, they had the promises, they seen the word, they seen the result, but they didn't take that seed, that word, and mix it with faith. So you can't have salt unless you mix it with two kind of ingredients. I'm trying to remember what they were. Sulfur. See there, I, I flunked that class too. Sodium and what? Chloride. NaCl. If you mix those two ingredients, you have something called salt. But if you separate them, you have something called deaths in the pot. Because either one of those chemicals, except they're be combined, will kill you, right? They're poisonous. You think God's smarter than we are? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Now don't, don't, don't write me and send me emails and ask me all these scientific questions because I have to find somebody to answer them for you. I'm just saying you can't, the word has to be mixed with faith if you want to harvest. Not, and see, but the, but the word preached has faith in the seed. You understand? See, we were born, each one of us born, even though we're a sinner, we have faith in us. We have God's seed. We're created out of his seed. It just needs to be mixed with the Word and put faith in it. In other words, you've got to believe in that seed. You've got to believe on Jesus. 
And when you believe on Jesus, He's the incorruptible, indestructible, every living, every present seed, every present seed of the Word of God. He was planted, but it took Him three days to get out of hell. The Father raised Him up. So we don't have to spend another day in hell. Jesus was raised, and when He, he is now seated, and what? The Word and the Spirit agree. And when, you, when I put my faith in that preaching, I get born again. Just like that. I don't have to wait on the germination period. It's already taking place. Now, we're talking about a supernatural seed, a supernatural promise. Now, the seed, there is a natural, and then there's a supernatural. The Bible tells us there's a corruptible and there's incorruptible. See, this, my, our body right now is corrupted. Our body. See, once you get born again, your spirit is alive unto God. It's on, I'm not looking at you out here. I'm, I'm, seeing, I'm seeing a lot of spirits look at me through natural eyes, bodies, all kind of different bodies, young, old, got makeup on. Some of them don't have makeup on. You look, I ain't going to, don't stray off the course. But, but on the inside, there's a spirit on the inside of you that God put there. And if you put faith in Jesus, if you put faith in the Word, in the preaching of the Word, of being born again, you'll get faith and you'll get born again. And see, that's where there's different types of faith. There's faith in preaching the Word. There's faith comes when you preach on healing. Faith comes for healing. When you preach on salvation, faith comes for getting born again and getting saved. When you preach on deliverance, faith comes for deliverance. It's there. But you've got to mix your faith with God's faith. See, faith is in His Word. And His Word never changes. Healing is for today. Salvation is for today. But we, as we keep hearing it, our faith gets, starts getting big. And when we release our faith into that Word, healing can take place right then. Why? Because the healer is in heaven in agreement with the Father. The Word and the... They're in agreement. So all we got, a three-fold cord can't be broke. But what are we fighting? Unbelief. And we'll be fighting. That's the good fight. That's the fight of faith. I believe, one man said. Help my unbelief. How do you help unbelief? Keep putting the word in. How do you get a white wall turned into a red wall? You better put something else on it, right? If you're going from a, a bright color to another, you, sometimes you need a primer coat. Because <laughs> it's going to bleed through, right? You need Jesus. I tell you what, he's the primer coat. You put Jesus on that sin, you can't see it. Why? It's gone. It's gone. But I want to. But, but sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm still there. It's still underneath there. Look, it's gone. But see, your the devil wants to tempt you in your mind that you're still an old sinner. No, I've been washed. See, that's what, that's the fight of faith. God's word to the devil's word, unbelief. See, because. The devil's impersonating himself as God. And he wants you to fall for that lie. Because one day he's going he's gonna to rise up and take that place. The devil is. The Antichrist. He's gonna be, the devil's not going to be a man, but there's going to be a man that's going to be possessed, anointed by the devil. He's called the Antichrist, and he's going to fool Israel for seven years. We're talking about the end times. But that can't happen until the church leaves. That's called the mystery. The rapture of the church. But we're talking about the seed. Amen? That incorruptible seed. 
Hebrews tells us that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For it, the elders obtained a good report. I tell you, it was a good day 24 years ago when I got born again. I put my faith in what I had heard and what I was hearing that day. I was hearing, I'm, I, I'm going to put faith in what I'm hearing. I was reading this and I was hearing I'm saved. I'm, my sins are forgiven. When I put faith in that, God took out my dead spirit. He, he lit my dead spirit and I became born again by faith in the word, by faith in Jesus. Romans 10, 8 through 10. And we talked about the seed. You know, we gave that demonstration. There's instructions. These are our instructions once we get born again, how to overcome sin in the world, how to not be deceived in the end times, right? Won't believe the lie. Seed time and harvest. And see, that's what the Lord was talking to me about. I, don't want you to, I didn't want you to get confused hearing all this, you know, teaching where there's seed, there's time, and there's harvest. Once you get born again, healing's on the inside of you. Jesus, his spirit, the spirit of Christ, lives on the inside of you crying, Abba, Father. The healer's on the inside of you. The deliverer's there. The, the one that, Third John 2 said, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul. In other words, your soul, where you make your conscious will, that's where your conscious will is, I choose to do this. When you choose to keep believing God's word, you will see a harvest. And the longer we continue to walk in the word, Walk, walk in the word, walk in the word. That's a radio. That's, that's a, that guy's on the radio. You got to keep walking in that word, walking in those promises, walking in the light so that we don't what, stumble in the dark. And the more we walk in the light, we can get to where even our physical senses will not be deceived. Amen? Amen. We keep hearing the word. Keep hearing that word and then putting faith in what we hear. But that's why I didn't want you to think that, okay, how long have I got to keep hearing the word of healing to be healed? So I don't want you to think there's a, there's a, there's a harvest. There is a harvest there, but the seed time is depending on how quickly you can just receive it. That's between you and the healer. That's between you and Jesus. I'm just letting you know I'm, I'm still fighting fights. A lot of things I don't understand, but I do understand God. Amen. And he says, Jesus said, and you need to know this, you need to know God's will. Is it his will to heal every time? You need to settle that question. And I'm telling you, as your pastor, it needs to be, yes. yes. How do I know? I follow Jesus. See, I'm still a shepherd, under shepherd. I'm following my shepherd, Jesus. And if, I wanna if you want to know something, I'm going to tell you what he told me. Amen. And I'm, I might, I'm going to take some heat for it sometimes. I'm going to get persecuted, even by Christians. I still love you, no? I'm just saying sometimes we're not going to agree on everything doc doctrinally, but we've got to agree on some basic Bible doctrines. Yes. You know, whether you speak in tongues or not, that's not going to keep you from going to heaven, but I want you to speak in tongues. But I'm not going to bound you and bind you and beat you to speak in tongues, right? Because it says the Spirit wills. You've got to get in agreement with the Spirit and just will to do it. Amen. Amen. Right. And then you can speak in tongues anytime. There's a gift. God, has, he don't take back no gifts. And as I will, I can speak in an unknown language to man, but known to God at any time. Now, in a church service, there's certain, there's decency and order, right? For somebody just to start blabbing in tongues now, unless it's by the, unless there's a gift flowing there, we'll recognize that gift. But if it's just, sometimes the, the, uh, the devil will send people to operate in his gift, trying to deceive us, thinking it's the Holy Ghost, but it's not, it's the flesh, it's the devil. 
So as a pastor, I got to know these things, you know these things, and we will judge it, right? Judging doesn't mean I don't love you. We just judge and make sure you're right. Do everything decently in order. God did it all in order. And I don't despise none of the gifts. We encourage those gifts. Amen? If, I mean, if you, the Lord speaks to you something right now and you put your hand up, man, we, we want to hear it. If it goes right, we'll know if it goes. If it, if it don't, we'll know if it flows. If it don't, we'll just get back into the flow. But we'll still love you. But we'll, I'd rather shoot at the moon and hit it than not shoot it and miss it every time, right? That's a good word. Nothing plus nothing equals nothing. So there's seed, time, and harvest, but not with that supernatural seed. What makes Christianity different from all other religions in the world? The seed. Amen. Jesus. He's the only leader, Christian leader, that's alive. They can't find his body. Never will. <laughs> Never will find his body. It's in heaven. They can find this body. They keep looking. Because Jesus multiplied. That you put one, one corn seed in the ground, and when it comes up as an ear, there's hundreds. I'll tell you what, the devil thought he destroyed Jesus. Jesus just popped up everywhere. <laughs> Amen. When he come up out of the ground after the day of Pentecost, and they got filled with the Holy Ghost and power, they started taking the gospel. They said, Don't, you can't go preach this. Peter said, watch me. You judge whether to, to do what's right for God or not. You judge. But Peter said, I'm going to do what God says. Amen. And he preached in the name of Jesus. Yeah, they crucified him upside down. But he's alive. Peter is alive. Amen. The foundation of heaven, one of them has got his name on it, Peter. <laughs> Amen. He's a rock. Jesus knew he was a rock. Jesus, the seed of the Father. What makes Christianity different from all other religions of the world? Jesus, the seed of the Father, the seed of truth, the seed of love and life and light. That's what makes Christianity different. That is what sets us apart, Christianity, from all other religions of the world. We have a Savior, Jesus Christ, the Lord, and He's alive. Amen. Have I ever seen Him? No, but I believe. And when I believe, Him and the Father come and they sup with me. They come and they, they sit around and they minister to me. They heal my babies. They heal my children. They bless me in, in, in my basket. And they bless me in my store. This is happening. And if you're putting faith in Christ, it's happening in your life too. You can't, leave, you can't tell me if you're sitting in this place and you've been serving Jesus that you ain't better than what you were 15, 10, 20 years ago, five weeks ago. Amen. Your life should be better. And if it ain't, it ain't God's fault because Jesus will not deny himself. He is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Amen. All other religions, their leaders are dead. Now, I haven't... I went to... I, I got my... Master's in Life Christian University, awesome university, but I never studied religions of the world just because I never got to that place, never taught it. But I have studied Jesus, the Word. And He's a good, he's a good uh, religious leader to put your faith in, Jesus. Amen? Amen? Nothing wrong with studying all them other religions. Just make sure you give your focus to Jesus. Amen? Because I, I know some people that have strayed from the faith and went... Got reversed, got turned and went the other way. Not us. So let me tell you, all these religions all require you, these other religions require you to perform certain works to be right or to remain right with their 
leader with their God. And if you fall short, they're liable to cut one, cut one of your fingers off, cut your hands off, cut your head off, all kind of things. There's all kind of religions out there. Let me tell you, as a father, a natural father, to four wonderful children, I would say one was back there, but she's up there. Kelsey's working up. She's with Mama today. Two boys and two girls, and after they were born, there's nothing that they did or will ever do that will require them to be my children. Amen. Because they were born to me. There's nothing they got to do to prove their sonship or daughtership to me because they were. it was mine and my wife's choice to have them. And by the grace of God, they were born. A gift. Now, you've got to understand, through two of those children, I wasn't even serving God. But the seed still brings forth after its kind. See? Some people would say, well, why can a prostitute? She can get, get pregnant and have children, but I've got a Christian mama over here. She's barren. It's not God. But you can't manipulate the seed, and the prostitutes say, well, she, can't be, she needs to be barren because here's a Christian... You can't manipulate those seeds. There's something going on. The devil's at work. He could be coming against this Christian lady, but God can still open her womb. But see, God is no respecter of persons, neither is he respecter of seed. So if that prostitute has a relationship with a man and not even married, there was still, and, and, and that conception goes to term, that baby will be born. And God still looks at that baby as clean as the other baby because that baby didn't decide to be born. Amen? That baby, up until the age of accountability, is free. Free from the law. Free from sin. God doesn't hold that baby, the parent's sins, accountable. Why? Because then God would have to look at Jesus and say, wasn't worthy. Jesus covered every sin that's been made and ever will be made. That wrath has been poured out on Jesus. Don't make it right. Don't, understand what I'm, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. That doesn't make it right. I'm just telling you, God is no respecter. That's why things happen like that. God's not choosing to let one have a baby and one not. It's the seed bringing forth after its kind. That's God's law, and he'll never change it. But when you get born again, he can supersede his law. Amen. He can make a miracle come forth. Amen. I got four wonderful children, and they don't have to do nothing to remain now, one of them got married, their name changed, but they, she's still my child. She's still born of my seed. And that faith that I put in her is still going to bring forth after its kind, after that seed. Amen. Sometimes it ain't looking like it. I don't care. God's faithful. Even when I can't, even when I'm not faithful, Tammy, God's faithful. Amen. So you keep, don't be like Job. Don't get in discouragement. Don't, know, don't look at what they are doing. Now, I'm not saying this about my kids. Come on. Don't. I'm just giving you examples of fatherhood. He looked at what they were doing, Reed. Job looked at what they were doing, and what they were doing was wrong. But then he got in discouragement. He lost his hope in God and started saying what they were doing. It's going to, all this destruction is going to come upon them, and that gave the devil access, full access to his family. Amen? But God turned it around. He turned it around. That's Old Testament, folks. <clears throat> so just as I'm a father... Likewise, our Father God chose us in Himself. Come on, children. He chose us before He even gave us that direction to go. See, we're a spirit. We come from the Father. And He knows where we're going, whether it's Africa, Kenya, United States, Georgia. It does. 
We all have a place. And be, be faithful in your place. Don't, don't compare yourself among yourself. You know, as a pastor, as an evangelist, that evangelistic spirit, man, if I look at Reinhard Bonnke and say, man, Lord, I ain't doing nothing <laughs> compared to Reinhard Bonnke. Man, he was preaching to millions. But see, don't compare yourself because God has planted you where he needs you. Amen? Bloom where you're planted. And then let him, if he needs to, transplant you somewhere. Amen? Hallelujah. God chose us in himself before the foundation of the world to be his kids, to be his children. And after, come on, after we put faith in Christ Jesus, we were translated from a sinner to a saint, from darkness to light in Christ. That's what he did. He translated it. Don't matter how young or old you are, Wayne. Once you put faith in Christ, you get transplanted from darkness to light. God doesn't go back and say, oh, I didn't do that right. He doesn't go back and take you now from a saint and say you're back old sinner again. No, your nature's been changed. You've been tra- your seed has been changed. You went from darkness to light. Jesus didn't go back. Jesus didn't sin. Amen. So when you get put into him, you're sealed by the Holy Ghost. Sealed until the day of redemption. The day of redemption is talking about your body. And our minds got to be... Re- now, we renew our mind day by day, but this body, it, it's, just, it's just a reflection of who I'm agreeing with. What I'm agreeing with. The Spirit and the Word agree my body will be healed. My body gets saved. My, my body is, is... He's a shell of a saved man. <laughs> One day, this, my body has hope that it's going to be changed. It's going to be re- glorified, just like Jesus. But it's not there yet. But it, the body doesn't have a choice. It just reacts to the choice you make, to the choice you agree with the spirit and the soul because that's where life, that's where everything that's going to happen happens with that choice. Do I believe God or do I not believe God? Believe or not believe. Remember, was it Shakespeare? Believe to believe or not to believe. That is the question. That's all I know <laughs> about Shakespeare. I didn't study it. I just heard it throughout the years. You are a believer in God or not a believer. There's two families on this earth. You're either a sinner or a saint. You're either saved or you ain't. That's bad English, but it preaches good in the South. You're either on two creek banks. I don't know where that one's going, Reed. (laughs) It's either a dry bank or a slippery bank. Get on the slippery bank and fall on into the Holy Ghost, to the Pentecost. Amen. Quit hanging on to any kind of religion and let go and slide on into the, whole, the full gospel. Amen? Be a Jesus fanatic. Amen? Be radical for Jesus. If he says, go out there and spit in somebody's eye, I'm going to bring light, I'm going to bring blindness, and they're going to see, do it, if Jesus said it. Because if he said it, if you heard the rhema word of God, if he said it, now if you don't do it, God will find somebody else to do it, But if you do it, it will manifest. Amen? Make sure you've heard from God. If not, you might get smacked. But I tell you what, God, something good is going to happen out of that. I tell you. Somebody's going to hear, somebody's going to be radical. Hallelujah. God will do something for you. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. There's a lot of testimonies that could be popping around right there. Uh... And I'll just tell you one. When I worked apartment maintenance, 
and I got born again. I got born again when I was in that, in that field of work. And there was a lady that seemed like she always was having problems, older lady, probably 30 years older than me, and I was probably in my middle 30s, somewhere around in there. I'm not good at calculating math on the go. But anyway, she was at, her knee popped. She had a problem with her knee, and it kind of went up. She was down on her knee, and we would go deliver letters. You know, if something's changing, we deliver letters. Well, this day, you know, I knocked on the door and went in. Now, I've been studying about the, the walls of Jericho. You know, been reading that story, been in the Word, studying about Jericho. How many times they march around that wall? Seven times. Well, I go in there, and she knows I'm a, she knows Jesus has touched my life. I prayed for her for different things. Well, this time she'd tell me she's got her knee wrapped up and she's sitting down. She couldn't get up when I knocked on the door, but, she, but I heard her call. Come on, God's late. There's somebody out there that's calling your name. And they invite you in, Randy. Go on in there. Amen. You've got an invitation to what? Preach the gospel. So I went in there and she was telling me about what had happened, how her knee had popped. She had it rolled up. She had it, I think it was, it was either up on the table or down. I don't quite remember. But I was like, here's an opportunity. You're, going, you're either going to have opposition or an opportunity. To preach the gospel. And I was just like, the word God came, the word, the rhema came, Jericho. I said, Margie, that's her name. That's my mom's name too. Margie, I said, it's kind of like Shambach. You ain't got no problem. God sent me. You just need faith in the word of God. I said, you remember, I said, Margie, I said, you know about the story of Jericho? Yeah, I know about Jericho. See, I was getting a little bit of faith stirred up a little bit. We're getting ready to have a, Healing, man, we're getting ready to have Jesus in the house. Amen? Her son's going through a lot of stuff in prison, out of prison. She's got a lot of stuff, but you know what? All you need is Jesus. Focus on Jesus. And I said, Margie, I said, just like they walked around the, the city of Jericho, I said, you know what I'm going to do? And her leg was down. I know why now. I'm going to walk around this table right now seven times. And when I get back that seven time, I'm going to lay my hands on your knee, and your knee's going to be healed. I said, can you believe that, Margie? She said, yes, I can. I got walking. I said, that's one time, Marge, that's two times. Seven times I said, in the well, I don't remember what I said, but I said, Jesus. I laid my hand on the knee and I felt it immediately popped, just like that, popped right in place. I said, Margie, how do you feel? She got up and I feel fine. Now, that wasn't the only opportunity. I had many opportunities with her Why she needed some good teaching because she'd be up one day, come on, and she'd be down the next. Jesus said, I come to make the crooked path straight. I've come to take the valleys and bring them up here. If we can stay in faith and walk in faith, we ain't got to go down in the valley. He's in the valley with you, but he don't want you to be down there. You can't see what your enemy's doing down there. But up here on the mountain, you can see where they got. The devil's trying to put some traps out there. And you can get your binoculars out of faith and say, uh-uh, devil, the Holy Ghost is showing me something to come. I ain't going that way today. I'm going this way. Come on. This is what the seed of faith will do. Promises in the Word of God will do. Because God's got angels. He's got messengers. He's got the Holy Ghost. He's got your number. Amen. Remember that number? Come on, that song's coming back out of grammar school. It's called The Saints Will Go Marching In. Come on, there's a number. When the saints go marching in, when the saints go marching in. Oh, how I want to be in that number. When the saints go marching in. I got a number. Amen. Hallelujah. Three weeks ago, I lost 32. Number 32. That was my wisdom tooth. Number. It hurt. 
I took some pain medication. Now, I was praying too, but it's okay to take some pain medication because it's been three weeks and the hole's just now starting to cover up. I tell you what, be prayed up and studied up if you go and get rid of a wisdom tooth. God put it there for a purpose. It's coming back, Reed. <laughs> I, I was missing a few. That was the four, first wisdom. I've got all four of my wisdom tooth, three now. And I tell you what, that was an experience. But through it all, it's kind of like a valley, man. I've been down that valley, but I'm, 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 I'm midway up off of that wisdom healing. That hole's being covered up. It's healing itself. It, wasn't, it never was God's purpose for your teeth to be pulled. I'll tell you that right now. That's painful. That's even with medication. Hallelujah. God is faithful. See, that's decay. That's corruption. That's what cavities do. That's what eating a lot of Snickers bar will do. <laughs> Some people bring you those Snickers bar. I, I receive them, but I don't eat them all, the, all at one time. I might bite a little bit and put it in the freezer and then brush my teeth because I know what sugar will do. But I know what God has done. Amen. Even when I'm dumb, His Word is still faithful. and He's there. To, His mercy is still everlasting. We've been translated. Once you get born again, you are out of darkness. Now, you might still be, you can always be dealing with some stuff, but you have the answer. Amen. It's in you. Vicki's back. Hallelujah. I, I mean, I've been going around, but Vicki, I really just now saw you this morning. She's been in the hospital. She's been dealing with some stuff, but she's in the house of God. Amen. And she's getting better. Because the better one lives on the inside of her, and she will not be denied who he is and who she is. She's a living, walking testimony of the grace and power of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But I tell you what, she looks just as good in here in her spirit as she did in the hospital. I'm talking about her spirit person. Now, her body body was suffering. But her I went and visited her. Her spirit was alive. Her spirit was saying, I ain't staying here. This ain't my place. She said, I won't be a Wednesday night Bible study. I won't be in church. That's faith. See, unbelief will attack you. It'll definitely hit you when you're in pain and when something's hitting you on your body. Your, your mind wants to speak louder than the word, but you've got you to gotta keep putting that word, keep putting the word out. See, because you're releasing faith. And God's coming for that faith to bring you a miracle. Amen. And there's nothing you've you got to do. So we're just believing. Amen. Just letting the seed, keep putting seed in there. And don't dig it up with unbelief. But what, what we say, that's, how, that's our hoe right there. That's the Christian's hoe. Anytime we say something contrary to what Jesus said, we're digging up the seed. Now we got what? we got to plant another one. That process has got to start again. This is helping you. It's helping me right now. Sometimes we wonder why things are taking longer. How many seeds have we dug up and had to replant? Whew, that's good. <laughs> Come on. I'm, both hands. I dug it up. And the Holy Ghost will remind you, you know what you just did. You dug it up. You better do like the okra seed. You better plant too. <laughs> Come on. Plant. If you dug up God's good seed, put you two, four, ten more down there. Amen. If you dug it up with unbelief, put you ten more in there. I believe. Lord, forgive me. That's one. <laughs> Forgiveness. And put you another seed down, Lord. I know you're faithful. Ooh, there's a seed. Lord, you're gracious. There's a seed. See, every seed, say, that has an assignment. You can go back maybe two or three months and listen to Jim Howard talk about a heavenly assignment. I think it was part one and part two, maybe. 
Every seed has an assignment. An okra seed has an assignment. Who, who gave the assignment to that seed? God, Jesus, Holy Ghost. That seed can't change who it is. That seed, the okra, can't change it. Don't care what I say to that seed, it ain't going to change. It's going to be an okra seed. Only way you can change it is to destroy it. Come on. And it will never produce again. And see, that's a lot of times what we do with God's Word is we destroy it with unbelief. And we got to get another seed. Now, His Word can't be destroyed, but you can keep it from coming forth. Amen? Because God gives you that choice. Choose life or death, blessing or cursing. So every seed has an assignment. Say this. I am here on assignment from God to destroy the works of the devil. Now, you're going to have to say that to him more than one time. Amen. You gotta, when he comes, you're going to say, no, this is my assignment, devil. I'm here to destroy your works with the word of God. How is he coming to you? Pain, reports, all kind of things. You got to say, devil, I got another report. Then give him God's report. Give him the word. Now, it's going to be like you're talking to yourself, and you are. Amen. But you keep talking. You see, every natural seed has an assignment from God to produce a harvest after its kind. Likewise, every Christian, we have been given an assignment. Romans 8, 1 and 3, Andre, if you don't mind. Every Christian has been given an assignment. Once you get born again, you have an assignment. How do I get born again? Believe on Jesus. Romans, what I say? Romans, Romans 8, 1 through 3. There it is, Romans 8. Every Christian has been given this assignment. Once you get born again, there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. That's the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-present, ever-living seed of the Word of God. Jesus, the Word changes not. Once you get born again, put faith in Christ Jesus, there's therefore there should be no condemnation on you. If it's coming, it's not coming from God. It's not coming from the Holy Ghost. He doesn't bring you condemnation. He's there to bring you encouragement, to lift you, to encourage you, to comfort you. Talking about the Holy Ghost. We don't, but now, who walk not after the flesh. Now, if you start walking after the mind, you're going to go into condemnation. Why? The seed brings forth after its kind. That's the devil condemning you. And if you keep taking his seed, that's what's going to come in your life is destruction. Come on. But God hasn't changed His seed. His seed is still in you. Who walk not after the flesh, but after what? The Spirit. Verse 2. For the law, here, see here's this law. For the law of the Spirit of life, say life. Life is in Christ Jesus, has made me free from the law of sin and death. I've been translated from darkness unto light. I no longer live under that law. I live under the law of grace. I'm saved by grace through my faith in that grace. That's my part. God did His part, and He did it perfect. He sent Jesus. For what law, the law of Moses, for what the law could not do, in that it was weak. I can't please God in my flesh. I don't matter how, it doesn't matter how long I keep the law in my flesh. Doing works is not going to please God. 
What I couldn't do through the flesh, though I was weak through the flesh, God sent Jesus in the likeness of that sinful, weak flesh. And for sin, He condemned the sin in the flesh. That's good news. That is the gospel. That's why we don't receive from God based on our performance. We receive from God based on our faith in the promised seed. That's, that's good news. And Jesus remains faithful. Even when I slip, Jesus does not. That's how you can overcome your weaknesses. It's keep walking after the Spirit. Get up, soldier. Get up. We might take a hit. We might take a round. We might take a... The grenade might go off and we might, might take some shrapnel. But we know a surgeon. We know a physician that can take it out. Get up, soldier. Amen. They stoned Paul as though pretty much as he was dead. His followers stood around him and prayed. Whether he was dead or not, God, what, raised him up. Call for the elders of the church. Release your faith. Pray the prayer of faith. And the Lord will what? Raise you up. So if you've received prayer from the elders, those that have prayed for you, don't see yourself down even though you still may be going through a round. You've got to see Jesus raising you up. Hold fast to that confession. Morgan is being raised up, Shelby. We'll just go ahead and release our faith right there. A request has been made for prayer. Baby come home, now the devil hit the daughter. Jesus is going to get two for one. Come on. <laughs> devil, you're defeated in Morgan's life right now. Whatever is attacking her, we command the devil to... We command you to be loose, Satan, right now because God always gets the victory. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. And people that come to this overcoming world, church, get victory. So, Morgan, we claim your victory. And we tell you, Satan, right now, whatever the attack is coming from, whatever damage you cause, we call her loosed right now in the name of Jesus. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. And God gets the glory. Yes. We give him all the glory. The seed brings forth after its kind. Amen? And what does it, when, when you get attacked and get down, when you get up, that's the time to get in the Word and stay in the Word. Why? The devil's coming back. He always comes back for another opportune season. He'll come back when you're weak. He don't want to come around you when you're strong. He'll come around you when you're sleeping at night. Put a bad dream, put a bad thought in your mind. Even give you a vision. <laughs> Visions in the night. Well, God can give you a dream and vision too. Amen? But you, God's got to have something to come for. He needs a promise that He can give the Holy Ghost to manifest it in your mind and in your, and then you speak it out. Hallelujah. Every seed has an assignment. So every Christian, we have been assigned. We've been born again. We're not walking after the flesh. We're walking after, after the Spirit. So for those that are hungry and thirsty for righteousness should be able to come to you and come to me. And find fruit, come on, any time on our tree. Come on. What is that fruit? What are we looking for? What are we going to give them? Galatians 5, 22, 23. If they get it, now I'm just going to bear witness to it right now. This is the fruit. Love, joy, peace. Long-suffering with that. You know who that person is. Long-suffering. Gentleness. Kindness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. 
where there is no such law. <laughs> In other words, the law of love trumps every other law of sin, sickness, or disease. God is love. And love never fails. Uh, love never fails. We got we to repeat that. Be a Pete and a repeat. Y'all remember that baseball story? I remember something like be a Pete. Somebody was called Pete and repeat. I want to be a Pete and a repeater for Jesus. He tells me and I tell somebody else. You know what that's called? That's called tell, show, do, review. Y'all making notes of that? Tell, show, do, review. I was taught that in the world, but God gave me it. He said, that, that, they got that from me. I was, as manager, grocery manager, Tell your people how to do it. Show your people how to do it. Do it in front of them as you show them and tell them, and then review it again. <laughs> tell, show, do, review. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now, if your pastor is speaking the Word of God, you keep speaking what he's saying. Amen? Because I'm just a channel that God uses. But I see a lot of channels out here that God's wanting to use. And I ain't talking about CNN, Channel 9, Channel 3. I'm talking about channels of the anointing. Amen. We, we got some good TV channels too. Amen. It's called uh, uh, Joni and Lamb. I, I don't get to watch them all the time. Trinity, the TBN network, Trinity Broadcast Network, a lot of good CBN network. There's a lot of good networks out there that you can see the gospel, hear the gospel, and be a part of the gospel. You can sow into those ministries if the Lord leads you to. Amen. Because we got an assignment from God. So the conclusion, I think we made it. Hallelujah. Just the end of this series, on to the next. The conclusion of this series, and yeah, we could call it the World Series, couldn't we? Has nothing to do with, yeah, it does have a lot to do with baseball. I tell you what, my, my son Dallas, he's a coach. That's just his, one, part of his purpose. He's going to see in his life that he's more of a life coach than he is a baseball coach. He loves, he loves sports, period, but God has called him to teach life. To, and, and, he, and he's doing this. I see it, encouraging these boys. Baseball. What? Life just means giving somebody hope, encouraging them, not beating them down. Because we have these conversations, you know, because Rowan, he's the youngest. He, you know, Dallas is still coaching him. He'll be coaching him his senior year. He's not the, Dallas is not the head coach, but it's pretty awesome to have your brother to be one of your coaches at your, your senior Last, this is your last year at high school, your last senior high school baseball team, and your brother's there with you. But they're having this conversation. I'm not a coach. I'm not a sports coach. Carrie could help me here in different things. But I'm a life coach. I take life and I minister to people the way God gives it to me. And they're sitting around talking about, you know, all these techniques and, and you know, you've got to be critical as a coach. You know what I mean? You know, God told Moses many times out there in the wilderness, you got you to quit doing it your way, Moses, and you got to do it my way. You know, and that was, that, was a, that was some change. Sometimes we don't like change unless it's in our pocket. My God, I ain't got none. <laughs> I got something shaking, but it's a key. Sometimes we don't like change unless it's in our pocket. And then we're hoping it's like quarters and half dollars if they even make them anymore. My God, whoever wanted a half dollar, give me the, I want the full dollar. Come on. Y'all, I can see President... Uh, Kennedy's face on it now, half dollar. Where, where was I going with this? I was talking about coaching. It's coming back to me, Randy. 
See, sometimes y'all think when they're silent, you know, God said, be still and know that I'm God. But sometimes I'm just still because I forgot what I was saying, Jim. But then God is faithful. <laughs> but anyway, talking about coaching, they would sit around. Dallas would be saying, you know, this technique, he's watching Rowan, and he needs to do this, and he needs to do that. I'm sitting here, I'm eating pizza. What this happened? Well, it might not have been that night, but I'm, I love, I'm, I'm eating pizza this one time when they're talking about it. And then God gave me something to say about coaching. I said, what about Babe Ruth? You know, even though my daughter, she's softball, we, we called her Baby Ruth. But y'all know who I'm talking about, Babe Ruth. What, what did he do? He had a gift from God. What did he do? Just like, uh, who was the coach of the Green Bay Packers, Carrie? I know you know. Vince Lombardi. Keep it simple, stupid. Babe Ruth walked up to the plate, took a wooden bat. When they pitched the ball, he hit the ball and knocked it out of the park. He was a big fella. You know why he knocked it out of the park? He didn't like running. He walked around the bases. Why run when you can knock it out of the park and walk? Amen. Why, why struggle with religion when you can go to Jesus and, and walk on water? Why, why drown in a boat? Why don't you just trust Jesus and walk on the water? I think, that, I think it's a home run right there, ain't it? When Jesus got in the boat, they went to the other side. My God, they, they skipped first base, second base, and third base and went home. That'll preach. <laughs> I think I'm preaching it now, Wayne. All the coaching, I don't care. If you've got a gift, come on, it will, it will show itself. The gift is God. I'm not saying Babe Ruth. I think he had a, an alcohol problem. Has anybody in here had a problem? So don't judge Babe Ruth. But the gift that he had, it made room in his life. It brought him money. It brought him provision for his family. Now we can take it and we can use it the wrong way without God. But the gift is still there. The gift and callings are without repentance. God doesn't take back what he gave you. And he gave you that before he even gave you a body. Come on. But see, the devil don't want you to, he don't want you to bring God's gift into the world. Well, he don't have the authority. You do. Amen. But I just made my point. Hey, all that coaching is good. But if I just know how to get the assignment and get it done, come on. That's called the anointing. Amen. Ain't that right, Jim? I can come up here and try to, you know, we teach a course. We taught a course called homiletics. That ain't bacon, eggs, and cheese. That ain't an omelet. In, in Christian education, it's called the art of preaching. Jim got on me, and I don't do it no more. It worked. See, all those little etiquettes. I used to sit up here and maybe have me a pen out. As I'm preaching, I'm clicking that pen. Read, preach the message called distractions, <laughs> especially if it's around the mic. Unless God tells me to click the pen, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put it where it needs to go. Amen. But if God says, get your pen out and click it, click it. That's called throw away the art. And receive the seed, receive the word of God, the rhema. When God says do it, do it. You know what I mean? Man's taught it. You know, that's called homiletics, the art of preaching. <laughs> but sometimes just step out there and just trust Jesus. Amen. The seed. He won't let you down. It might look foolish sometimes, but that's what the fool that's called, preaching the gospel. To those that are perishing, it's foolishness. No. Is that right? To the world. It's foolish, but to those that are being saved, it's the power of God and the salvation. I was a fool for Jesus. I went from being a fool to being a tool. Come on, amen. 
to being a tool for Jesus. I'm destroying the works of the devil by bringing good news to the world. Jesus is still alive. So every time, and we're stopping right here. Hallelujah. Every time the tempter comes, oh, I'm looking for disciples out here. What are y'all going to do? Every time the tempter comes, what did, he, what did Jesus do? What did he say? Three words. One more time. One more time. What's written? All right, that's where you got to study. Oh, wait a minute, I ain't through. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Get behind me, Satan. That's good. I thought I was through. I'm through, but I'm, I'm at, uh, there was one more. Where did it go? Praise God. Boom. Where did I do? Well, I know where it's at. Andrea, go to 2 Timothy 2.2. 2. <laughs> 2 Timothy 2.2. 2. This is our assignment. This is part of our assignment. Amen? I'm assigning you assignments. Why? I got assigned assignment. Amen? <laughs> Hey, it's a good assignment. Go with me. Flow with me, Andrea. This is Paul giving instructions to his. He called him the son, his son of the faith. He called him his child. These things, and you need to go back and read 2 Timothy 1, just for time's sake. Go back and read 2 Timothy 1, 2. Just read 2 Timothy, amen? Go back and read 1 Timothy. Read about Timothy, amen? And the things Paul talking to, and the things thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit you to, to faithful men, Timothy, who shall be able to teach others also. Keep on going, Andrea. Verse 3, that thou therefore endure hardness, persecution, as a good soldier who? Of Jesus Christ. Keep on going. <clears throat> no man that wars entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who have chosen him to be a soldier. In other words, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind to when you're studying, your mind's being renewed to what you're called to do. Amen. To, to go out there and destroy principalities and powers. Verse 5. And if a man also strive for masteries, yet he is he not crowned, except he strive lawfully. The husband that laboreth must be first partaker of the fruits. Consider what I say, and the Lord give thee understanding. I pray that the Holy Spirit give you understanding and revelation and the knowledge of Jesus and doing it His way. What's the next verse? Verse 8. Consider what I say and remember that Jesus Christ, what? Of the seed. seed. So we started with the seed and we ended with the seed. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead Look what Paul called this gospel. I thought that was the Lord's gospel. Yeah. The seed brings forth after its kind. We got a good news gospel. That the sick don't have to be sick. The poor don't have to be poor. The lost don't have to be lost. And the blind don't have to be blind. Why? God's sending you on assignment. Amen. In 2023, I want you to know this. The Lord is with thee. Amen. And Jim just made it sound even better. Fear not. We could just say, fear not. The Lord is with thee. From fear set free. We walk with Jesus. 
We can be free from fear. Doesn't mean it's not going to be near, but not near me. That's as close. Ain't going to happen. Amen? Fear is far from thee, for the Lord is with thee. That's Psalms 23. That's going to be an easy one for you to remember. In 2023, the Lord is with thee. Psalms 23. He's my shepherd. I shall not lack. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. I might not have it quite in order. Yea, though I walk through, say I'm walking through, I'm not camping in. <laughs> Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. That's where it came. That's what the Lord spoke for 2023, right there, that verse. So you think we need to study on that. Study on the Lord is my shepherd. He is my shepherd. He's a living shepherd. Father, I thank you right now, Lord, for meeting the needs of your people. We thank you right now, Lord. We didn't have to wait to the end of the service for somebody to be healed. Lord, Morgan was healed before you even created Morgan, before you created the earth. But Lord, we called on healing today. We called on the healer today from heaven. And Jesus, through the manifesting power and gifts of the Holy Ghost, through the Holy Ghost, has manifested that healing to Morgan. Lord, now give Morgan understanding. Lord, give her deep revelation and understanding of who, her, who she and her husband and her child, her children are. If they're born again, they are children of the, of the Most High God. And Lord, let them see. Lord, you said you would show us things to come. Let them and let us see things to come before they come, to be prepared and be not snared by the devil, but be prepared to overcome him in every situation in our life. Father, we thank you, Lord, for increasing us more and more in our minds, in the understanding of the word, in our finances, in everything that we put our hands to. Lord, you said you would cause it to be blessed, that we would prosper wherever you send us. So, Lord, we're your senders, and here we are. We're not lenders to you. We're givers. You give to us, and we shall not hold it, but we'll be a blessing to others. We shall lend to others what you give to us, Lord. But we won't ask nothing in return because that will be taken to give back. We just freely we have received, freely we give. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, that we're able to give life and that more abundantly to others through the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for that, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for peace in our minds right now. Lord, to everything that's going on in the earth, we're going to focus on what Jesus what Jesus commissioned us to do. He has given us an assignment. He told us, the Lord told us to not let our hearts be troubled. In troubled times, we won't be troubled. In troubled times, we get double for our trouble. In troubled times, we bring peace. In troubled times, we're going to do double time for the King of Kings. We're not going to be weary. We're going to be winners through the Lord Jesus Christ and His anointing. You're going to anoint our ears and our eyes. You're going to lead us beside those still waters and bring peace. And though there be shadows of darkness on the earth, we're going to be arrows of light. Shadows will disappear for the Lord is near. You never leave us. You never forsake us so that we can boldly say, the Lord is our helper. 
we will not fear what man tries to do. <laughs> For nothing can stop, nothing can stop the mighty God. Nothing can stop you, Lord. And we give you the praise. We submit ourselves to you wholly today, Lord. And thank you for it. In Jesus' mighty name, can you say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. That was a good word. I might, we might have to, we have to cut that out and make that something. That's, that's a good word. That was a word from the Lord. That was like that word that came to Gideon. When he was feeling down, God crowned him with righteousness. I said, when you're feeling down, remember you're wearing a crown. Come on. I was a poet and didn't know it because God, God put these poems. God, David would sing, and God, the poems, they just rhyme. Well, if I listen to it, if I reason it, it just sounds stupid. But you know what? I'm just going to say it. When you're down, know you're wearing a crown. God has a crown on you. Not a crown of thorns, a crown of righteousness. He wore the crown of thorns so you could wear a crown of righteousness. He became poor so that we can be rich. Not just in our minds, in our life. Amen. If Solomon can be rich, why can't you be rich? Would you make God a respecter of persons? Come on, the gold and the silver are still in the earth. Solomon's not. That means it's in somebody's hands. Come on. I need my portion, Lord, to get the word out. And the Bible says the wealth of the wicked, those that have it, those wicked, those wicked hands doing wicked things, they're going to have to lose it. Amen. But you got, we got to ask for it. Because the devil, come on, a thief ain't going to give you what he's got just because you ask. Can I have my stuff you've stolen? You got to take it by force. Amen. Devil, get your hands off my stuff. Angels, ministry spirits, go forth. Bring it to me. If they're on assignment, come on. We just gave them something to do. Amen. Put them to work. Hallelujah. Put your angels to work. That's good. Hallelujah. Let's stand up. Brother Randy, will you come and dismiss us this morning? Lord gives you something more than what? Just share it. Hallelujah. Let me turn this mic on, Leo. Oh, it's good. Give me a check. Check, check, check. Test, test. You got it, Randy. Bless the people. Lord, I just thank you for this awesome day. Thank you for this awesome meeting of your body here at Concord. Father, I just thank you for your word. That's the truth and nothing but the truth. There is no other. Thank you for what we got this, this, you know, this teaching today. And Lord, let us take it with us to our homes and to the streets and to the Walmarts or wherever we may be going. That Remember that we're on assignment for you, Lord, to share the gospel with those that are lost out there, which is your heart. And Lord, we just thank you for your love and, and for sending your only son die on that cross for our sin and to raise from the dead to give us justification to make us born again, born in the family of God, to know you and walk with you day by day and Lord God 
I just want to thank you for Mary, that little virgin girl that said yes to the angel graver that you sent to tell her you have chosen her to have your only son whose name would be Jesus. And this was a young girl that said yes. Thank you for joining us today at Word of Faith Worship Center. I pray God's grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. And if you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then according to Romans 10, 8 through 10, the word is nigh to thee in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, that if you will confess with your mouth Jesus as your Lord and believe that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart you believe unto righteousness, and with your mouth confession is made unto salvation. We would ask you today to simply say, yes, I believe this, and I say yes to Jesus. Now, if you just received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we would encourage you to get into a good church. Our church is located at 757 Harris Street, Northwest, Concord, North Carolina, 28025. And you can also find us on the internet at wordoffaithworshipcenter.org or wofwc.org. We hope to see you soon. Blessings.